Welcome to Babes of Quincy. I'm Katie and that's Kay. We are your underqualified babes chatting with qualified people to learn more about the baddest and brightest people and events in the Quincy area. But first, let's catch up. Let's check to make sure we're not on air. Are we on air? Because then I just cursed and that would have been real questionable. I just really want to make a podcast loft. Yeah, so wouldn't that be great? Like, and there's no risk of us being on the radio. Exactly. That's my fear, and it's already happened. Welcome to the episode. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? I'm okay, how are you? I'm sleepy. You think people are getting tired of me saying that? I don't know. It's Wednesday, though, but it feels like a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a short week, so that's, like, thrown me off a bit. And then yesterday I worked from home, so that also threw me off. How's mom doing? Uh, every time my mom took her back out. So every time she stands up, she's like, (laughs) but of course, natural mom. I don't know if there's a mom thing. She like, won't take help. I'm like, do you want a hot pack? Do you want both? She's like, no. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. I got that. It's We're independent women. Yeah. We we birth. We don't need children. You're like, nope. No, not me. I do think I'm looking after my nieces this weekend. I'm excited. That's exciting. Yeah. I'll have Lincoln. Yeah, I know. We're going to maybe go to Campbell's. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I like like fall things. Yeah, I never usually do them. My past three years, I haven't had time to do them. So here we go. I just haven't done them because COVID and social anxiety. Yeah, I feel social anxiety. It's ups and downs, baby. Ups and downs. Also, my sister is going to be joining us. <gasps> yeah. She's like, I need gay friends. And I was like, I agree. You do. It's very important to have gay friends. Yeah. For sure. For a long time, I was the token gay friend in a group of straight people. Oh, wow. I really, I've never, I don't think I've ever, because I don't think I've ever really outwardly said that I'm like not straight. Except for I like think right you said now. it last podcast. I probably have said it now. I think you came out times, on the podcast. But I've never, well, yesterday was National Coming Out. Not, it was National Coming Out. And I don't, but I don't think I've ever like, like told my parents, really told any of my friends, except for like you and like <laughs> Emily. A lot of people tell, like come out to me. You're, like, I think you're an easy person to come out to. Because I'm just like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. It's great. And it's just, I just think it was just one of those things that I just didn't really care to tell people because it was just yeah. like, I'm like. I, I, Apparently at McGill University, you're gay till proven straight. And I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I agree. I think everyone's a little bit gay. Everyone. Okay. If okay, I'm sorry. It's like the fragility of like men that I really, really realized the other day. So I was just like scrolling through the Facebook feed. And you know the, those dudes, dudes that are like, yeah, yeah. bra, let's yeah. go for a rip yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that was good. That was <laughs> accurate. Thanks. <laughs> so this one guy, but he's very like, I don't like dudes. That dude's not hot. But it's like, come on. Like, you know, like you know Ryan hot. Reynolds is yeah. hot. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Like, that's an attractive man. Yeah. And I think everyone can see that. So he posts this thing on his Facebook and it's literally like his tires and the little like air cap is a tiny penis. I love that. Which I love, but I'm like, for someone who's so effing scared of dicks, you're just like putting little tiny dicks all over your car. I too, I grew up in an age where like people would be like, no homo. Like, do you remember people doing that? (laughs) And now I like to say full homo. Like when I'm like full homo, I'm like at Thanksgiving, my brother. And his wife were like kissing and I was like, mom, the heteros are making me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So, you know, it's just like breaking and and kids now we talk about this a lot in the office, like 
it's very open. And we kind of talk about it on the, the episode that's about to come up after we're done talking, but they're very open about. Oh yeah. Kids just don't care. No, it's very, it's especially, I find, especially after I've had kids, like I realize how much of these like things are like taught. Yeah. Cause kids do not give a shit. Do not care. Cause they, they don't know any care. different. Oh, okay. So it's, I'm yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Yeah. Truthfully, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. No. The only time, like there are times, I guess, as a queer where I'm like, Jeanette and I have to consciously be like, we can't touch, right? Like if we're, when we're in Florida, we like do not touch. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it's very There's Republican There's just certain there, places it? where it's, this may be iffy for our safety. That's fair. Yeah. But also like, it's just seems stupid. so like yeah. antiquated. But also, there's like a super important election coming up in the states. Is there very important election? It's like midterms. Oh, so I think it does Senate stuff. Mm. I could be wrong. I don't oh, know. No. Whole. I know about U.S. politics. I just don't really know how it works. I don't get how it works. I but I get do how know politics work. that since the Republicans have targeted Roe versus Wade, um, the next on their list is gay marriage. So if they get a majority, you can say peace out to gay marriage. <laughs> Oh, and this is why heart. the world stresses me out. It stresses me out so much. Like straight up, if that actually happens. We're going backwards. I probably will have a mental breakdown. That's fair. Because Roe versus into, Wade uh, like really fucked me up. But now it's like to hear. And, and it, people like just don't think that's happening here. But it's like. It, I saw like this. If you're not like vocal about it. Like people don't think that it exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if it's like, if I don't, if I just decide to keep quiet about my views about, you know, women's rights or gay rights or any of this stuff, it's like the people who are listening, quote unquote, or I don't know, not even, that's like the wrong way to put it, but I want people to be uncomfortable a little bit. I love making people uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's because just like, like are so important. I think I was one of those kids who was always told I was too loud and too bossy. I was always told I was bossy. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I bossy or am I just opinionated? You know? You're opinionated. I'm opinionated. You just knew what I, you wanted. Yeah. And I think it's stupid, especially to tell little girls to be quiet. No. Like, or they're too loud or they're too outgoing. No. Let them do their thing and let them rule the world one day. Yeah. I was chatty. I talked a lot. I talked a lot. And uh, couldn't read, but I could talk. I got shamed by my fourth grade teacher nice. for dumbing down my French because I came from an all French school to an emergent school. <laughs> and he told me I was dumbing down my French to fit in and to Aww. stop it. And I was like, okay. I also feel like I had to fit in in different ways because I had acne and I was chubby. So I was like, I'm just going to be the funny, loud one. I remember very vividly the day that I realized that men were judging my body. Yeah. I don't remember the day. I was in the eighth grade and I was walking to go sharpen my pencil. And one of the boys I had like a huge crush on and his best friend Mm. were talking to each other. And as I'm walking by, they say she's not skinny, but she's also not fat. (sighs) But I couldn't like basically they couldn't date me because I wasn't skinny, but I also I literally just had a very normal body. Like it was just like because I danced like a shitload. So it's like I just had muscles. I know. I was just like chubby because I love Joe Louis. 
but I was also really strong. Yeah. So, like, but, but was it actually chubby or is what you believed was chubby? Probably that. I don't know. I remember like vividly in grade eight, like eating lunch and a boy looking at me and being like, you eat a lot. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> like you. what, what do I do with that piece of advice? Like, what are you, but my friend and I were, my best friend and I were just talking about this. Cause she's like, isn't it crazy? Like how young, like you start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Especially I may, I hope it's better in this generation, but I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. If I don't think it us. is because of social media. No, I think that's it's like a I different think there pressure. Are more body positive but it's there's more acceptance to be whatever kind of body you want but Mm -hmm. also the pressure to fit into those bodies bodies that's hard love that we got onto this topic needed uh it was kind of because i've been feeling super insecure lately i brought up in grade 12 i was fainting a lot i fainted Uh a lot and my mom was like yeah that was weird i wonder why that was happening and just under my breath i'm like it's because i was low-key anorexic (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm identifying things I went through. That's hard. But like, was I? Because I was still eating. I just wasn't eating a lot. Because, yes. you know, again, eating disorder is also hard because there you see a box. And it's like, it's, how it's can not, you have an it's eating like a spectrum. disorder? Yeah. How can you have an eating disorder if you're not? It could. That's the thing is like, I know a lot of larger women who are like, I have an eating disorder. Yeah. And people are like, well, I don't believe you because you're not yeah. like skin and bones. But it's but like, it that's not be, how it works. It could be binge eating. And then, you know, there's so many. It's just like bad relation. It's taken me a long time to heal my relationship with food. I still have not healed that relationship. It's a journey. Yes. It's, it's baby it's, steps. It's still happening. But um, I eat breakfast now. That's good. Which is like a big thing because I used to not eat breakfast. So... Uh, that was a good deep topic, which I feel like we've been talking a lot about empowering girls in this intro. Oh, oh, it's a tie. It's a tie. And look what she did. And we have to tell you it's a tie or else you don't know, uh, which <laughs> we talked to some amazing. I was women. Honestly, sometimes it's like I realize I just sit there and I'm like dumbstruck by like how much I admire our guests. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there like, okay, I'm going to say something now (laughs) to make it feel like I'm contributing to this episode because I'm just like sitting there like I could just sit and listen to you guys talk and like pump up what you guys do all day. And we'll definitely be pumping up what they do for a while. Yeah. I love everything Everything. about our next guest. Should we give them a little tease of before or should we just let them just just dive right in? We're diving in full full. What's the thing? Uh, they say like a shotgun i don't know i have no idea no uh don't know full front full frontal (laughs) let's full frontal this episode enjoy today we are chatting with not one but two guests michelle fields is an out-of-towner and our second guest to list oromocto new brunswick as their hometown which is truly shocking to us she then lived in kingston and moved back to work there after university She attended the University of Ottawa and received a Bachelor of Honours in Psychology with a minor in theatre. She then continued to St. Lawrence College and completed the social services program. Charlotte (laughs) Lee is very local and continues to return to Belleville after 
trying out different cities and towns. After high school, she attended St. Lawrence College Child and Youth Care Pro and then continued to Trent University to work towards a Bachelor of Social Work. Michelle is currently the Smart Start Program Supervisor at Girls Inc. of Limestone, and Charlotte is the Smart Start Program Coordinator for Girls Inc. in Belleville. Girls Inc. is a not-for-profit organization devoted to supporting the needs and interests of girls across four counties in the greater Kingston and Belleville communities. They provide life skills, education, mentoring programs for girls, women, and gender-impacted folks. The organization was founded in 1972 by Big Sisters Kingston, a group of women dedicated to improving the life situation of girls in the community. Everyone, please welcome Michelle and Charlotte. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I got really hot, so I'm taking my sweater off. (laughs) Because I don't know your last name, I panicked. (laughs) I'm really offended. I don't say a lot of things, right? (laughs) Words are hard. That is fair. Uh, And here we are. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Because, Michelle, you're from out of town, so you kind of journeyed here. I did journey here, but I got to get a Starbucks, so. Winning. It all works out. Great way to start the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I agree. Okay. So our first question. You both have similar degrees. This is our favorite question. Did you know you wanted to do this right out of high school? Right out of high school... I knew I wanted to be in this field. I honestly wish like I took a year or two off so I knew what program I was going into. I wouldn't have done the child and youth care. I would have went straight into social work, but I knew that this was the field that I wanted to be in. Michelle? Yeah, very similar. I was 17 when I graduated and I will never advise anyone to go straight to university at 17. I feel like we say that a lot. Yeah, Yeah. it's so young. But um, yeah, same deal. I knew I wanted to work with people. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something that was helping and, you know, in, in the community. So I went to university and then I realized it absolutely was not where I wanted to be. So then went to college and found the right fit. I feel like going to college after university is. It was a fun ride. Like I definitely went to college and then was like, oh, this is, I'm not pulling my hair out every day. Like this is more the vibe. So I really liked it. And you both went to St. Lawrence. Yes. Just at different times. Yeah. I almost went into social work. Really? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I did co-op placements with um, Child and Family Services in Timmins. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot. It's a lot. Honestly, it's just like I cried all the time because I just wanted to help everybody. And I just knew that I couldn't. So I applaud you both for doing this because it's it's a lot yeah i mean charlie can speak to when i do my interviews the thing i focus most on is self-care when i'm interviewing people i'm like do you have a self-care plan do you have boundaries like are you feeling confident in those skills because that's what you really need right yeah for sure yeah it's a big thing is making sure that you have the proper boundaries set in place and that you're working on them and that's something that i'm always working towards Mm -hmm. but like even uh, we just did interviews for having a student and one of my big things was what is your self-care yep. because it's a really big thing to start learning early on in the field because you you can't pour from an empty cup so it's so hard to get burnout and then keep going so I just find self-care is the number one big thing I, I'm always preaching that to everyone. And we would like to state self-care is not just a bubble bath. (laughs) Self-care is like going for a walk. Self-care is journaling. Self-care is you have to be very purposeful about your self-care. You can't just be like, well, I have a glass of wine or I get a bath bomb once a month from Lush. Like, that's great. Those still are in there. But you do have to be really purposeful. You actually it does take work. I think a lot of people don't understand that. That takes work to take care of yourself. So you can you're obviously enjoying it, but you have to make sure you do something that's actually working. That's true. We're really into uh, mental health walks right now. Yes. 
I just take my dog. Yeah. Hot girl dog walks. Hot girl dog walks. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, podcasts are the best for me. Like I like we're here now. Inception's happening, but podcasts <laughs> are so great. Where we're you're in another listening. universe. So <laughs> I feel yeah. like this kind of goes into like, what's the hardest part and what's the best part about being in the social services? Yeah. I would say that not everyone you go to help is as accepting of the help as you would wish. Um, so it's hard because we do have people come to us and they're wanting help and stuff like that, but I'm only going to help them as much as they're willing to help themselves. So they also need to be putting in effort and they also need to be doing like having accountability for themselves. So it's so hard to watch them struggle and know that you could be doing more, but then that also kind of goes back into your boundaries and your self-care. Like, I can't do absolutely everything for a client, even though that I wish sometimes I could, but that doesn't help them in the long run. So it's just kind of like, it's almost like watching a child learn how to walk. Like you have to let them fall a couple times and stuff like that, like, or else they're not going to be able to do it. So it's just kind of, it's difficult because you want to do everything to help absolutely everyone. And it's also hard when your work life seeps into your personal life. I don't know about Michelle, but somehow I am always the person that finds people who need help. <laughs> I would literally, I was driving down the street with my partner one day and we saw a person in the middle of the road. Um, so we stopped and helped them and started doing social work at that time where even the police got involved and they asked us if we were social workers. So <laughs> yeah. it just kind of, it gets drawn to us, but it's just about making sure that you have the proper boundaries to make sure that you're doing what's best for the client. That's a big thing is what's best for them in the long run. I think for me, the hardest would be the limitations to the work. So, you know, with what Charlotte and I do specifically, we work with um, older women and gender impacted people. And and sometimes it's really hard because, you know, I can help you with X, Y, Z, but maybe you need help with W. And, you know, communities are great because there's a lot of different resources, but money is finite, right? Mm -hmm. And and government policies are kind of everywhere. So it is hard when you have a person in front of you and they're struggling and you can see that. And, you know, I only have the tools available to me. And I mean, I guess that's why we're in this field is we're, we're fighting for that. We're fighting for that change. We're fighting for more access and equal access, especially. So I think that's yeah. And with that, too, I would find there's a lot of um, policies set in place with mm -hmm. different, especially with the government and different things like that and like what funding is available for who. So I feel like that's another big barrier sometimes. In what sense? Can you like expand on that a little bit? Like, are um, we allowed to? <laughs> yeah. I, I Without mean, being like, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to like it to be a, like a negative thing and we're bashing yeah. anybody but like i just i just <laughs> no yeah no i think that it's it's you know we uh work for a gendered focused organization and so a lot of times the the challenges that we face are either you know maybe people one not even knowing about us is a, is a huge issue because yeah. i don't think that people put in the top of their list of like where you know what programs or what um, organizations are focusing on minorities so that's mm -hmm one hit. Um, and then we all have to acknowledge that the world is not set up for gender impacted folks. It just, it just isn't. It really is. Whether that is talking about politics or talking about communities or just on a people level. So I think that's where really a lot of the limitations come in. You know, when you work in a charity, the way that the government ebbs and flows greatly affects us, you know, yeah. like every time there's an election, I'm always kind of at the edge of my seat going, well, here's hoping they see what we do as important and valued and needed. Mm -hmm. um, even though our stats speak for themselves, but let's mm -hmm. hope they value that um, so that we can keep doing the work that is needed, you know? That's can awesome. you explain what gender impact 
impacted me. Absolutely. Because I've never heard this term and I really enjoy it, but I don't know what it means. Yeah. (laughs) So um, Girls Inc. is a, it's actually originally an American organization. And so we are considered a Girls Inc. affiliate. Um, There is not a lot of us. So, I mean, in Kingston and Belleville area, we are it. So we are really grateful to the organization, but we do understand that Girls Inc. can sometimes be limiting for some kids or um, people that we serve. So we like to say gender impacted because what that means is anybody who may face discrimination based off of their gender identity. So we already know women and girls are at a disadvantage for their gender, but that also includes trans people, non-binary people, people who are gender fluid. It's, it's kind of, it's really kind of anyone who is, is facing barriers or limitations or don't have access to the same opportunities as somebody who might identify as a man or, or even just as cis too. Like we do help women, but we understand that trans folks, you know, they have an extra layer of discrimination and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, less Mm -hmm. opportunity. So I actually just had to explain to my parents what cisgendered meant. Yeah. That was like a learning opportunity. Needed conversations. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know all these terms. Gender studies helped me in university. I think, I, I think gender studies needs to be like, yeah. Everyone should take it like a basic in high school, especially now because there's more terms. And it's not that out. there's like new ways of life. It's just people having an actual term to be able to associate mm-hmm. with. Um, we hear a lot of the time, oh, wow, and a new letter to the LGBTQ plus community or like all these different things where people are like, oh, gosh, what does that even mean? Well, it just means that people are now able to identify mm-hmm. with these things. It's not a new thing. It's just they're now able to have something that they identify with. And I don't think they realize how powerful that is. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I think like more conversations are happening too. Like, you know, pre- I mean, I love my, I have two little ones and they go to school and like during pride month, they have, they have the pride flag, they do pride mm-hmm. activities. And it's really important because I think for so long, our history has just been focused on one group and, and one history where now we're having more conversations. So we are developing language or at least accessing language more frequently than we would have before yeah that's great I love that makes me really yeah, yeah yeah that's so cool mm-hmm. it is fun like because I'm queer like explaining to my nieces like my partner's mm-hmm. nieces they call me uncle katie because we think <laughs> it's so funny cute. um but they know that we're lesbians and then we like explain to them what it means and now they can like define it it's not a big deal you yeah. just have two aunts and that's okay the more the merrier. Yeah, exactly. So how long have you each worked at Girls Inc.? So I've been with Girls Inc. since May um, or the fresh. end of April mm-hmm. of this year. Yeah, I'm fresh to the position. I just through COVID was doing like public health work, but I knew I wanted to get back into the social service field. And then Girls Inc. is exactly where I want to be. So I've been new to this position and I absolutely love it. I love to hear that. Um, I'm going to age myself a little bit, but I have been in the organization since 2017. Um, I've been really lucky. I literally was on an overnight shift looking for just a random part-time gig that would get me more money. And I saw Girls Inc. and I was like, wow, it looks like a cool place. And I started as a little part-time after-school programmer. And I have slowly but surely, not slowly, actually quite quickly, <laughs> moved up the ladder. And I'm so grateful. I love the organization so much. It falls within my values as a human being so well. And I, and I just, I love all of our coworkers. I, I just love it all. As someone from Belleville, I didn't realize this organization 
And even I lived in Kingston, I didn't realize this organization was. Yeah, it's really funny because I feel like we get a very um, like diverse like experience when I talk to people about what I do, because either they're like, oh, my goodness, Girls Inc., it's amazing. It's helped me so much. It was such a great you know, opportunity. And then other people are like, wow, that sounds really cool. Why have I never heard of you? Like, yeah. it's, it's very split up. But yeah. Well, hopefully we can spread the word a little. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. The dream. How long has, have both the Kingston and Belleville one, has it all been around since 1972 or did the Belleville one start later? Well, well, Do you know? um, I am actually, I think that Belleville started a little bit later, um, but it has been pretty consistent as long as I've been there. We've had both. Okay. Um, it's really important to our organization to serve both communities. We feel like it's needed in both communities. Mm-hmm. So it's, and we really try to mirror, like with everything we do, we really, really try to make sure that we're offering the same in, in both areas. So the access is the same. Wow. That's really cool. (laughs) Can you tell us about the programming you guys offer? I know you're both in the Smart Start program. It's a mouthful to say. (laughs) Well, Um, I'm about to get real into it. So if you guys have the time and you have the ears, here we go. That's what we we live for. All right. So we kind of, uh, we have three streams of programming in a sense. Um, So we do offer comprehensive programming that is like tested. We make sure that it is the top tier of programming. So the first is our girls ed uh, programming. So that is our uh, after school and day camp. So it's like summer camp, March break, all that kind of stuff. And in that program, they focus on keeping girls, you know, intelligent and like educated, um, healthy and independent. So they do many different programs. They cater it to the group that they have. Uh, in addition to that, they have our in school, which is more of um, like single program curriculum based. So that would like an example for that would be our project bold, which is teaching young girls self-defense. So all of these programs, yeah. So all of these programs are free and they serve grades one to 12. Wait, so are grade oneers learning self-defense? So not normally. So the way it normally works, (laughs) yeah, the way it normally works is we would either reach out to a school or a school would reach out to us. Okay. And then they would say, you know, we have so many different programs. Like if I went over all the programs, we would be here all day, but they'll come to us and they'll say, Hey, like we're seeing this issue or we want to support our girls in this way. So oftentimes our project bold is normally happening for like grade seven and up. Generally, mm-hmm. um, we've got like an allies in action program, which kind of helps with like bullying and creating connectiveness and relationships amongst, you know, the young girls at the school. So again, like it's, it's really up to them. They kind of pick for the single programs. Yeah. And then for the after school programs and the day programs, Like I said, those have more of a broader um, base where the focus is on, you know, being educated, being healthy and being independent, which is pretty great. So that's Girls Ed. Okay. Then we have Smart Start, which is Charlotte and I. So that is our employment program. Uh, We serve gender impacted folks aged 15 to 30. And it focuses on helping you reach your education or employment goals. So it's a 24-week program. The first four weeks is training-based. So we do things like resume writing, mock interviews. Um, you can access free trainings like food safety and, and smart serve and all that kind of stuff. And then we also support you through a placement. So after that period, you would hopefully find a placement within your community and you would start working, but we would still be there for mentoring and coaching. Uh, in addition to that, we offer living allowance. So you're getting paid while you're doing the program. You can access uh, dependent care needs, which is like covering daycare. Like we'll cover daycare, wow. which is huge. That's, yeah. that's huge. Biggest barrier for yeah. women in the community, Literally for sure. Mm-hmm. We will do transportation. So like bus passes or kilometer reimbursement. 
Um, and then we even have access to emergency funding, and which is, is, is hugely life-changing. We've been able to support people getting out of abusive homes by paying for first and last month's rent. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, like getting grocery support That's when like, inflation happened. Yeah. It's, it's really impactful. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to, like, cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love this. Yeah, I'm glad. So, I mean, now you guys understand why. Charlotte yeah. and I are like, we love what we do. Like, it's hard, but... I mean, we really didn't even answer the second part of that other question where it was like, what's the best part of this field? Mm-hmm. And like, wow, that's it. Yeah, like yeah. getting to be the person who makes the call of being like, you've got first and last, go pack your stuff. Let's get you out. Like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is just, mm-hmm. it's huge. And we're so grateful to be a part of that. Yeah. And uh, with another piece of that, we also cover um, within the emergency funding is also like medical coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. if they need help with medication, glasses, dental work, mm-hmm. um, different things like that. So that's also another big piece because we do know a lot of the time if you get a retail job or just a different uh, part time job, you're not really getting any benefit. So we do also cover with things like that to help out with their health care. That's yeah. amazing. That's that's a life changing program. Yeah. Just to help, especially at that age, because what is it's 18 to 15 to 30, 15 to 30. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm just taking it. in. I mean, you're going to love this next piece. I'm ready. <laughs> Give it to so me. So the last program we have is our Canadian Women's Foundation funding. And so this is really that last piece of Smart Start that I was just talking about. So we were lucky enough um, twice now to be approved for this funding. And it's basically it is funding just for uh, women in the community who need financial support for necessity. So it's kind of really great because it, it comes down to us as the, you know, the one-to-one caseworkers who actually work with these people in the community. Um, we've covered like, oh my goodness, like, we've been able to get appliances for people first and last month's rent, um, support so they can get IDs. You know, like when you are fleeing abuse, I think a lot of people don't understand. Um, and I'm going to probably focus a lot on fleeing domestic violence situations. And that's because it's a huge part of what we do, mm-hmm. but I don't think people understand the, the amount of things that you have to do if you want to leave that situation. So we've been able to cover like getting people their IDs back, right? If you have to leave in the middle of the night, oh, you, you don't have your birth certificate, your health card, your driver's license, like you, right? So we've been able to pay for that. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Security cameras for people who have fled and unfortunately their abuser follows them and, and knows where oh they live God. and right. So That's it's just like, horrifying. it's th- basically workers or Um, people themselves will come to us and be like, I have tried every avenue. I have reached out to every resource possible. I need this for this client so they can succeed. And it's amazing when we get to go. Yep. We gotcha. Let's do this. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. We're pretty lucky. That's very, very cool. I'm like in shock over here. (laughs) Okay. More questions. There's a lot of information. (laughs) I just like, didn't realize. And I, I guess, not being in this field and, and where I come from, I, you, I've never thought about this. You know, you hear about abusive relationships, but you never think of the actual toll and the process of getting out of those yeah, situations. Absolutely. Wow. How do people, how can people qualify or how does it work? How do people get into these programs? So with our Smart Start program, um, we do, we're actually currently accepting people into our program because we're just about to start a new intake. So we're just about to start the 24-week classes mm-hmm. um, that, or um, program that we have. So we do actually have an Indeed ad out wow. there um, just to kind of explain our program. And they, there's a link there that they can apply to. Uh, they can also go onto our website, which is girlsinclimestone.ca.com. Mm, I think it is org, but maybe oh. I'm wrong. We'll post it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> My safari remembers it for me. Yes. 
And then um, they can also look on there where we do have the information and they can reach out to myself. Um, They can reach out to the Kingston coordinator, which is Elaine. And our information is just right there on the website. And then we also partner with different agencies to with the CWF, the Canadian Women's Foundation. Um, so we've worked with different organizations in the past that have shelters and are dealing with um, people who may be struggling in the aspect of not being able to go back to school or have uh, employment or anything like that. So we do get our word out by attending monthly meetings, um, just kind of connecting. The social service field is really small. So mm-hmm. it's actually quite convenient because I can reach out to, hey, I went to school with so-and-so or, hey, I know this person from a previous part of my life. I'm going to reach out to them and they're going and see if their community needs any help or anything like that. And then for girls ed, um, the school can reach out to us uh, for the different types of programming or we can reach out to them. There's no requirements for that. And that's a free program, correct? Yeah, any program through girls ed is free. And then for the Smart Start, um, it's it's free, but they get paid while they're doing it with us. So the only um, there is a couple of requirements with that. They can't be working or in school. Full time. Full time. And they can't uh, be receiving unemployment as well. So those are the two barriers with that. And they have to be within the ages of 15 and 30. And then for the Canadian Women's Foundation, there is no age requirement. Um, You just have to be a female or female identifying or gender. um, Oh, my God. Impacted. Impacted. I was just trying to think of that word that we've been using. Uh, It's my new my new word, adding it to my dictionary. (laughs) Um, Gender impacted person. They don't have to be part of our any of our programs. They can refer themselves or they can be referred by an agency. We have some people through uh, Highland Shore CAS come and reach out because they have some clients, different things like that. So we do have um, again, it's just all about the connections and who, you know, to Mm -hmm. be able to help people. How many people or how many, yeah, I guess how many people get to, are in each 20, 24 week? Yeah. So for Smart Start, uh, roughly 30 is like kind of where we, where we, where we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that said, we, this this last intake we just did, we did 34. Um, So, I mean, we hate saying no. We hate turning down somebody who's in, who's in need. So we definitely try to make sure well one we want to make sure that our workers aren't burnt out and that they're able to actually support clients to their best the best of their ability um yeah so i we we say 30 but it can go over is it usually ran twice a year yes yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. how can people get involved like and assist you guys or volunteer or or do you accept fundraising Fundraising, yeah. yeah like what what's the vibe there i mean I think one of the best pieces to get involved is volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, or if anybody's listening who is in a school in an area of Kingston or Belleville, we do accept placement students, um, especially in our girls. And I will, I will say like volunteering there, one is going to give you amazing experience, but mm-hmm. also it is so fun. It's yeah. just fun hanging out with a bunch of kids who are just like ready to like enjoy and like absorb information and, and just chill with you. Um, I think volunteering is probably the the best the best course of action that you could do. And and if anyone, you know, is like, well, this is a really cool organization. I want to help out again, like go to our website. We've got emails where you can access straight to us, like Charlotte's emails up there. Like our emails are there. Just shoot us an email and and we can help you out. I think a big thing, too, um, if you want to help us is promoting us. 
Um, so here for letting, it. Yeah. Is letting this, one done. We're letting people this. know that we're here, that we're here in the community. We're able to help. Like we're wanting to help. Um, especially with the past couple of years, how things have been going and different things like that. We're here to help. We're here to support you. So I think that's like a really big thing. So promoting is definitely always a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. And like, if people sure, want, subscribe. Yeah. Like, sure, subscribe. <laughs> that's what we're here for. If people want to volunteer, they just reach out. Is yeah. there any restrict? Well, obviously you probably shouldn't have a criminal record. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, um, in order to volunteer or work, you have to have yeah. a clean CFIC and vulnerable sectors check. Okay. <laughs> <But> yeah. Um, <laughs> how, what effects do you see and feel from COVID in your field and with Girls Inc. specifically? Yeah. Um, it was pretty intense. So, uh, the way the kind of like charity world works is, you know, you put an application to run a program to get funding for it. Um, and then, you know, you make like a, an agreement with the funder. And so you, you have a plan in place. Um, and so we did that because this, this pro- program was, you know, agreed upon before COVID hit. And then COVID happened and a lot of, you know, we're an employment program right? and, and a lot of our um, participants are working at places that got shut down. Right. So oh. Tim Hortons, McDonald's, like clothing stores, like mm-hmm. all of that. Um, I, it was hard, um, but everyone did such an amazing job to help these people out. Like we were able to extend many of the participants who did end up losing their jobs or getting laid off because of COVID. So, you know, what would have been a situation where they would have been laid off and had no money coming in and would have had no idea what to do. They had the program to fall back on. So they were able to get funding through us and, you know, continue to be supported and, Many of them were lucky enough that they were able to go back to the jobs that they had. A lot of them actually ended up going back to school. They took the opportunity to finish their high school or if they had post-secondary that they were interested in. Um, And we've been really lucky that our success rate did not change because of COVID. The way we did things did, you know, we went to virtual like many places did. You know, we, we had to keep people on longer. We had to make sure to move kind of funding around to keep people supported. Um, But at the end of the day, they walked away from the program being successful, which is just chef's kiss. Amazing. Um, I just want to add something in what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a participant of our program, you do not need to have a clean record check. Oh, or yes. A yeah. clean, yes. Okay. Uh, That's just volunteering. To and to yeah. That's just, just working and volunteering. Yes, that is just for the employees of Girls Inc. and the volunteers. But if you are looking at our Smart Start program um, and you want to be part of it, you do not have to have a clean record check and we can work uh, Mm -hmm. along the lines of addictions and past or current um, criminal records. Yeah. Oh, that's really important. So we're here to like mitigate the barriers to employment and, you know, having a record is a huge barrier. Mm -hmm. So we're not here to add any more barriers like that. And like Charlotte said, like we work with people from various backgrounds, various economic standings, various education. Like we have a lot of clients who haven't yet finished high school, but we've also had a client who had a master's and still was struggling to find a employment. So like it's, it's, it's kind of a full range. We know that there's barriers that affect people differently and, you know, may affect you more or less. So yeah, that's a good point to make. Do you guys work a lot with, I guess you kind of said it, but like, do you work with other organizations closely? Mm -hmm. How does that all work? Really? Yeah, we have a huge uh, community partner list. Um, They just updated, actually. Uh, And it's it's really important. I think in the social service uh, world, it is super important to stay connected because, you know, so many times, you know, this, you know, Three Oaks will have clients that 
would definitely benefit from our program, but then we might have a client who is in need of a shelter. Mm -hmm. So then I can go back to Three Oaks and going, hey, what do you, what, what can we do? Can I refer this person? Um, we have a lot of organizations that will come in and do presentations. So like during that four weeks of training in Smart Start, um, we'll have people come in and and talk about services that they offer or give advice. We have um, every intake so far, we've had somebody come in from the legal world. Oh, wow. Um, and they'll come and talk about like renter's rights yeah. or family court stuff, so custody important. stuff. That's so important. Yeah. yeah. It, Cause you don't know. And then specifically with landlords, it's mm-hmm. like, you don't know your rights and there's all these, you're reading there's, all these. I know like the, like the whole, like the thing, like inside and out, because it was just like, there was certain things that were happening and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Um, and then you go back and it's actually, I have right to interest on my first month's rent. Mm-hmm. Shocking. A lot of people don't know that. Landlords definitely uh, are, are hoping you don't know. Yes. <laughs> They're definitely and leaning towards that side. The whole eviction process. It's like, you can't just tell me to leave. Yeah. That's not how that works. Yeah. And it's like, anyways, sorry. I'm, I'm so passionate about that stuff because I see on Facebook groups like Belleville Neighbors, someone's like, oh, I have, you know, two weeks to find somewhere to live because my landlord's kicking me out or the house sold. And it's like, that doesn't mean you have to leave. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe eventually you will, but like there's a process mm-hmm. and you are entitled to that process because you have rights as yeah a renter. And then we also have uh, other agencies come in that aren't always part of the social service field. We mm-hmm. have uh, like financial advisors come in to mm-hmm. talk about budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, also very important. So yeah. important. I really believe that budgeting and even tax season, stuff yeah. like that should be taught in schools. Everybody should be taught. Well, we the, teach it. Yeah. Taught <laughs> we also things. teach comprehensive voting yeah. whenever there's an election yes. coming up. Yes. We Snaps, make baby. sure that they're Snap. educated and, you know, know what they, where they can access voting and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like you two are just teaching females yeah. and <laughs> the things that we gender impact people, the things we, yeah, not taught. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand equal access. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing that, People don't get where, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you went to the same school. Like a a lot of us, you know, went to high school and then we grow up and we see somebody. It's like, oh, I I knew her from high school and and maybe she's not doing great. Maybe, you know, you've heard some gossip in in the area and you're like, well, that sucks to be her. But it doesn't. You have no idea Mm -hmm. what what her life has been like. You know, maybe you grew up and you had more financial access with your family and she didn't. And, you know, maybe you grew up in a family that, you know, taught emotional regulation, you know, already had the skills of budgeting already, you know, and they were able to pass that down within the family. She may not have had that. So we're here to try to bridge that gap and make it accessible for everybody and make sure that you walk away from the program feeling secure and feeling like you have the skills and the resources to challenge, like to tackle the challenges that you're going to face, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And a big thing too, is that at the end of our course, we don't just drop the clients. Um, even though if they're not receiving any financial, uh, reimbursement or anything like that from us, they can still come and talk to us. They can still say, Hey, I'm something's not right. I'm not able to succeed at financial or employment or school. We can reassess them and always have them back in the program. If that does fit in, uh, with their criteria. But at the same time, we're still there for mentoring. We're still there to connect them to the local resources and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So just because their time at Smart Start has been over, um, that doesn't mean that they can't come back to us and be like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with this. Like, um, do you have any resources for me or do you have any support for me? And we can offer those supports. I think that's amazing. Because like a lot of knowing that you have like someone there for you, Mm -hmm. like really like helps ease anxiety. And, you know, it's like, okay, like. 
that's just part of learning life. It's like, sometimes you're going to fail and you know, it's like they have someone to go to afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. I just had two clients reach out. One was looking for support, looking for resume support, things like that. And I was like, great, awesome. And I had another reach out that just wanted to celebrate with me. You know, oh, she got a promotion, she got new training and and she knew I was going to be on that side, just cheering and like yeah. so excited for her. And so it's kind of that thing where it's like, we're in your corner, no matter what good, bad and ugly. Love we're it. here. I think it's just so important to have someone in your corner cheering mm-hmm. for you because if, if you didn't get that growing up or, or just not that support, it's just it's nice to know there's someone there cheering you on. Yeah. I'm, sometimes it feels like life just wants to break. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> we know that well in this room. How can employers, if they want to get involved and potentially take on? Um, I love this question. Because <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I don't know. Hello, employers. <laughs> We're here, employers. Now, Michelle is here to talk to you. <laughs> um, yeah, we are always accepting of employers. I think a big issue with that is that people don't know about us. Um, yes. And a lot of times I, when I'm talking to like new employers and explaining the program, they're just like, I'm sorry, what? You're going to give me what? You're going to give me money and I, and, I, and I can help somebody out? And I'm like, yes, that is 100% the deal. So uh, yeah. So employers, if, if they're interested, again, going to our website, contacting us, we basically, the way it works is I would connect with employer. I would explain our program and I would send them off our cute little contract, just making sure that both parties are feeling represented and heard in the partnership. And then if they're like, this looks great, I love this. We would ask the participants, you know, we've got a job here for this position who's interested. And whoever says yes, we would send over the resume that we very recently updated and made look as shiny and bright as we could. Um, and we'd send that to the employer and then they would kind of do everything the same. They would go through the resumes. They would say yes, no, yes, no. Um, they would interview the candidates. And then if they were like, yeah, this person looks like seems like they're going to fit, um, they would onboard the staff fully. So they would take them on their payroll. They would do all that fun stuff. But then as the participant is working, they would submit claims. So okay, let's say you're working, you know, 30 hours a week, they would submit that back to me. And then they get reimbursed up to 80% of that That's person's amazing. wage. Um, it's really great because we recognize that onboarding staff is a very expensive thing mm-hmm. that employers have to do, um, especially in this climate. I'm sure many employers are just constantly doing that. And so this really takes the weight off of that. Um, and our hope is that that means the employer would take a chance on someone they may not have before. Um, like we said, we work with very barriered people. So, you know, they may not have ever had a conventional job or they might have a very large gap in their employment. And so our hope is that, you know, we're here, we're kind of taking the buffer and we're taking the financial situation off your shoulders. And then they would take them on for 20 weeks. And the hope is that after the 20 weeks, which most cases, this is exactly what happens. After the 20 weeks, they have now invested time, training, energy, created relationships with these participants. So when the reimbursement is over, it would be a really bad business decision to let that person go because now they have a person who's fully qualified for this position. Um, And so that's kind of the success story that we're always looking for, right? An employer goes, yeah, this worked out great. This participant's amazing. Thank you so much. And then they just continue on with that employer. Love it. Is it usually full-time or is it? Yes. Yes? Okay. It depends though if the client has asked for childcare, mental health, any type of reason, if the client has asked for not full-time, but mm-hmm. part-time hours, then we would work with that situation. But it is um, almost an expectation from the employer to do it full-time. I mean, they are getting reimbursed up to 80% of the wage. Yeah. Um, so that is a big um, key factor. 
it's it's really like mutually beneficial, especially yeah. for like mom and pop small businesses mm-hmm. because they may not have the huge pocket of money to just keep onboarding new staff or you know, so it's like, look, you're gonna help a community member get back on their feet, get into the employment industry. Um, but we're going to help you too. We're not going to, you know, make you take the hit because sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. And that's fine. And then that's what we're here for. Right. Yep. If, a, if a partnership doesn't work, then we're able to send more resumes to them, to the employer. And we're able to get the participant in a, a situation that's going to better suit them. You know, we have a lot of participants who haven't worked. So they'll go in and it doesn't work out. And they go, I, I can't do like people. I, I need to do like a cleaning job. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, great. Awesome. Let's go back to the pool of employers we have. Let's go back to the, you know, the desk and let's figure out what's going to better work for you. And I think that's in all aspects of life. As you find jobs, speaking personally, I have worked <laughs> in so many different jobs and then I'm like, oh, that's what I actually want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And then it's a good thing for the employer and for the participant also to know that we have a third party involved mm-hmm. because let's say there's a misunderstanding or they're just not comfortable talking to their manager about something at the employment. Um, they can bring us in or we can just kind of be like that third party bounce uh, like um, soundboard to mm-hmm. like discuss like kind of issues and resolve them and like kind of work together. So it's not just like always a, Ooh, this isn't working. I'm out. It's a, what can we do to ensure that this is a positive working relationship? If this is a position that you really enjoy. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's always great. a good you piece. Guys do so much. <laughs> My crutch word today is wow. Because <laughs> I have, like, nothing, I'm just like, wow, this is great. I don't even know. I'm so happy you guys came here to talk about this because I think it's important. And I remember when Shire, started working there. I was like, what, what are you, what are you doing? What? How Just is the, the Chandler of the group? Yeah. Sorry, what's like, happening? What's happening? How did you find this cool, like organization? What are you talking about? I really love that you just said that I'm the Chandler of the group. I am like the. I'm trying to convince Maddie to go as Chandler and Janice for Halloween. Oh, so wow. Wait, would she yeah. be Janice? No, <laughs> I'll let her be Chandler. <laughs> okay. That. You gave us so much. Is there anything else that we maybe miss that you want to shout out? Oh, I guess, too, when when our applications for the next intake need to be submitted? Right. By? Well, there is no buy. We'll, we'll you know, we kind of keep as applications come in, we keep okay. kind of doing intakes and stuff. But right now is say. a sweet spot. Our next intake starts October 17th. Okay. Um, but you can be accepted later on. So like, it's not like, oh, October 17th comes, I can't apply. Well, this episode will come out October 12th. So people, if they hear it and want to do it, they still have some time to reach out. And then if they have any questions too, or if they're like, hey, this isn't the right time for me, but this sounds like a program that I'm interested in. Again, all our information is on our website, like literally my cell phone number, my email, like all Mm -hmm. that is on my, uh, on my website. Whoa. (laughs) This is your promotion (laughs) on the website website and they can text me they can call me they can email me literally whatever works for them to be able to learn a bit more about the program or see if it is right fit or see what we can do to help them um all that information is on there and i'm just realizing right now maybe i should have brought a couple business cards they're in the car Ooh, but i go everywhere with them <laughs> I have my car so i can hand them out i've but- never <laughs> taken my business card out of the box so. <laughs> They gave them to me two months ago. Oh, no, that's a lie. I always have business cards on me. Loyalist gave me like a business card holder. Oh, I need that. That's fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I did something for their, like for the advertising program. They're like, here, have a business card holder. I was like, that is so useful. I need that. (laughs) Yeah. I need to be professional now and carry them in my wallet, which I never have with me. So. Get your shit together, Katie. I know. (laughs) Do you have a wallet? 
I do. <laughs> We've been friends for how long? And I don't. Think I, I, when I go out, I'm a classic gay, and I only put things in my pocket. Yeah, that's just what loose it, debit cards, loose no, debit cards, loose ideas, it. loose money. That's what I love about having a girlfriend. I just make her carry everything, mm. and then we can't find it after a while, and I'm like, ah, you have it. We went to Empire <laughs> Rock Fest, like. I was with a bunch of lesbians and they had two lines. They had like a line for females and a line for males because they had to check the females bags. And all of us, we were like, we don't have bags. (laughs) We literally just let me go in the mail line. Like I'm only in my pockets. This is ridiculous. And the one token straight friend we had with us had a purse and we were like, you're the reason. <laughs> You're the reason you we're ruined here. It for all of us. Aaron, I'm calling you out. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to shout out? Before we'll put we'll post the links to everything in our show notes and we're going to like highlight you for a while on our Instagram. I am just like so happy that you guys yeah. exist. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like seriously. I, I just want to get the doing, word like, out. Please do. The best kind of word. And it also we, we do have some marketing push here so john (laughs) also a big thing too is if you can get in to the belleville location we'll take you on you don't have to be a belleville resident uh we have a lot of people from Mm. uh tynanaga mohawk territory they come in um if they're within the area and they don't have a vehicle we will provide you with a bus pass um if Somebody is driving you in. We will help you with kilometers. Um, So as long as you can make it to class or if not, we can be flexible. Um, There's always wiggle room, Um, but it's not just for Belleville. It can be surrounding areas. It can be. So there's a Belleville. There's a Kingston. Yep. Mm -hmm. And are there other ones? Is that is that like the main Like for Girls Inc. Limestone, that's 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 like our two locations. But what I will say is that the funding body for Smart Start mm-hmm. is actually um, all of Ontario. So okay. with that said, we obviously like if you're if you're like actively right now living in Toronto, you're not going to get much out of this program because yeah. we, we do need you to like come and be present and be a part of the actual program. Mm-hmm. But we have had multiple clients who, you know, got opportunities in Ottawa. Yeah. And okay. so it's not like, you know, oh, well, you moved to Ottawa. We're done supporting you. No, 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 no. It's fine. You're still in the program. Mm-hmm. Move to Ottawa. We'll support you with that move. We'll support you with, you know, what you need. We don't necessarily have as many contacts, so, you know, in the different areas, um, but we're still here to support you. So it's one less limitation. I don't want to say wow again, but I have to say wow. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> It's like so many snaps. I need a snap button. To get out of the hook it's like one of those like sound button. effect buttons. Yeah, I just learned about the sound effects today, so I'm gonna get them to make me a snaps one, so I can just <laughs> boop snaps. Perfect. Thank you again. You you are both amazing, and the work you do is extraordinary. And I'm so happy it exists. I'm Thank so you. glad that we got to meet you. <laughs> and I feel like we're gonna keep bugging you and keep like pumping you up on this podcast. So Please do. Welcome. I mean, we're not going to be mad at that. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay. Anything else? I'm just, I'm still speechless. She's just I'm just like, sitting there. I'm just happy. I'm like, Oh, I love that. The, the, these things exist. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I worry about these things all the time because I'm a very anxious being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We fair. actually, that's very um, fair. Belleville, the radio stations in Belleville just did the Kids Can't Wait Radiothon, mm-hmm. which was with the Children's Foundation. And they were playing these voice clips of kids. And, you know, it's just it's just these kids who are like, I didn't have parents. Like, I was out by myself. And kid, the Children's Foundation helps. And it just is heart-wrenching. So knowing that there are programs and that can help is is gives me hope in life. <laughs> we, we actually just... Uh, 
we were working with the Children's Foundation because they provide really good scholarships and bursaries. So yeah, they helped out right. uh, a couple of our participants in going back to school and being able to afford it. So Amazing. they are a really wow. good resource Reach to use. So, yes. yes. Okay. I think it's called Reach for Success. Is it? Okay. I don't know. I did all those little... You did all the, the, the mark the, the little posts, the post things, and I read all about the programs. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys do so much. Yeah. Yes. See, but it's another one where like a lot of people don't know, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And we only we learned from them from one of the United Way. Um, yeah. It was out in Sterling. It was just like a a meet and greet for the it was kids. Like a youth event. A youth event. Yeah. That's it. A youth summit for the kids oh. to go to, and we met a lot of different different agencies. Those things are great to get the word out to. Um, participants but it's also really great to network with other community members to learn about our different programs and stuff like that so very cool great Okay, I'm so excited to release this episode. Yeah, no, me too. I'm like, can we do do it Monday? Um, I don't know. Can you? Maybe. (laughs) You don't know how fast I can edit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm stopping it. That was amazing. Well, I guess any more shout outs? Do you guys feel anything else? I mean, I, thank you guys for having yes, us here. Thank you so much. Can people find you on socials? Yeah, do you have yes, socials? Yes, Girls Inc. Limestone does. We have all of them. We got okay. Facebook. We got Insta. We got uh, Twitter. We've got it all. Okay. But I can give you if you want the links. Yeah, yeah. Put below. Perfect. Yeah. Check the show notes, peeps. You know. <laughs> and like, like, subscribe, and share. Share. Okay, bye. <laughs> that, that was, was amazing. amazing. <laughs> Last week you didn't do it. No, I know. So sad. I was like, are we not doing it anymore? No, I just wanted you to do it. Oh, okay. Uh, That was really good, though. I did cut out a part where I'm going to post it later, but Shar is like my friend. Yeah. We've been friends for like four years. I just never say her last name. (laughs) You cut it out. And I cut it out, but I kept it because it's so funny because I say it. It's Charlotte Lee. And she's like, that's not my last name. And then she messaged me after and she was like, I'm so happy you cut it out because I sound like a bitch. And now I'm like putting her on blast. But it was just, I was like, it was so funny because I, I see why you thought the S was silent. I don't know. I was like, you're French. It's silent. I don't know. It happens. I know. Honestly, the English language is so, so weird. weird. I just also for her like name on Facebook for a long time was Charlotte Jane. So I always thought that was her last name because I think that's her middle, her middle name. name. Yeah. Now, you know, all of her information. Now, here's her social insurance. <laughs> JK, don't know it. <laughs> just kidding. Sarah, also, I, I didn't you. bring up that she has two amazing pepperinos. What? So. Yeah. So she has um, I call him male pants, but his name's Parker. Male pants? Male pants. So Jeanette's brother has a Jack Russell Terrier mm-hmm. and Creed, our office dog. Yeah. So we got all the male Jack Russells at the farm two years ago. Spade, scampy, little sleuth she is. This was her fifth little. We always tried to not let her get pregnant. Got all the Jack Russells fixed like we were doing our thing. All of a sudden, she looks real pregnant. We thought she was just getting fat. Pregnant. And I was like, you look pregnant, man. Like, who got you pregnant? And we were like. Which one was it? Creed. <laughs> he wasn't neutered yet. Because he was living at the farm. And then we rehomed. Oh, we gave him to my parents because he just hated being on the farm. I so could they see had that. border jacks. They had these Jack Russell border collie mixes. And they That's were adorable. so cute. She had to get a C-section because they were too big to come out of her. And the first one was backwards. It was a whole thing. But so they, I, Shar was going to give one to her dad. And then she decided she wanted it. So I gave it to her for Christmas. I was like, which I don't, don't. 
just give people dogs for Christmas. And that, and this was planned. This was planned. Definitely make sure you can look after a dog. But yeah, so now she has Parker and then they adopted a, or they bought a golden retriever. So she has two dogs. I don't know a lot. Of, I don't know if Michelle has dogs. So sorry. I just followed her on Instagram. Oh, I'm going to follow her on Instagram. You do. It's Charlotte. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Michelle. No. Oh, I want to follow her on Instagram too. I also want to follow Michelle on Instagram. I'm going to find you. We will find you. Uh, but that was great. I didn't know. I knew some of what Girls Inc. did, but not until like I literally May. had never heard of them until you were like, hey, my friend works at this cool company. And I'm like, okay. So they do remind her they have an intake happening now. Yes. So you can apply to the Smart Start program. We'll link that in our show notes. And if you're a teacher, uh, they can Girls Inc. can come do programming with girls at your school. Um, and there's day programming and after school programming. Yeah, we can, uh, their socials will be in our, everything, our bio, and then you can reach out to them and they are wonderful, wonderful people. And if you just have questions or, or maybe you're, you're just a little lost and don't even know where to start and you're nervous to reach out, that's okay. That's what they're there for. A good place to reach out. And they're really easy to talk to. So easy to talk to. Yeah. I have to burp. Do it. I'm sorry. Please do it. No, why did you, like, why did you? Oh, it's a heartburn burp. No, I don't have heartburn anymore because I You're got on. I got meds to counter my yeah. symptoms. Um, there's two things I wanted to say. Okay, go. One, after 17 years, I have reverted back to a center part, which is big. Because <laughs> as a child, I was bullied for my large forehead. They called me five head. So now, and I was so so I would cover. You my now forehead. have a center part. And I have a center part. And it's life changing. I think like this is like one of human. the things I never, I w- I've always had a center part. I've never not had a center part. Um, and now people are like, oh my God, I will die on my, you know, my side part. And I'm like, was that a thing that no one told me about? I think for a long time, I loved my side part. And then I did a center part just like when I was going to see Lizzo, I did a center part and I was like, oh, kind of vibing. Gen Z, you did not make me do this. I did this. On your own. On my own. Being like, oh, my hair's kind of dirty. What if I do a center part? And then it worked. So. Well, it's funny because whenever I get my hair cut, they're always like, do you part in the middle? And I'm like, yes. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Okay, and I'm you're like, a millennial. Wait, Where's your side part? Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Like, why Why do you? I, and it's funny because I always wondered why they always looked at me so weird. Because you're a millennial. It's because I middle part yeah. and I'm a millennial. I did like, I wanted big hair. Like, I have weird hair, so I would do, like, a big, big part. Very 80s. Um, Love it. And then the other thing I realized, as I've we've been doing these podcasts, this is episode 15. That's insane. Insane. And and when we kind of started, we had no idea what we were doing. We're getting a little bit more confident. We're getting more confident, and I've realized we, we still are too unqual- underqualified babes talking to qualified people but also i just love getting to know people in our community honestly because everyone has part. a story i think that's like my favorite part i love meeting people and hearing what they have to say and I, it's like i don't care what you have to say within reason within reason but, but like <laughs> you know what i mean like just like all the people we've met like whether we know them or we don't know them or whoever they are it's it's kind of just it's nice just to have a chat with people yeah it's just I feel like especially after COVID and everyone, yes, we built up that social anxiety wall. And now it's, oh, let's get to know everyone again. It legitimately is helping with my social anxiety. Yay! Which is like, 
claps for me. It's also like, just like therapy to me. I'm like, I get to come in here, talk to Kay, talk to people. And feel good. And not really self-censor. Yeah. And people seem to enjoy us, which is which shocking. It's like 90% people you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not complaining. No, I feel like we, it's not. Like 50-50. It's so not. I have no friends. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them are just strangers. Okay. I'm That's just, I'm mean. joking. We're um, JK. But you, I love that how strongly your friends support you. It's like. Is that like, does that, that makes sense. Yeah, that we sense. build each other up a lot. But I love that. Like, it's very obvious how much your friends love you. I appreciate that. So claps they to your friends. They love you too. Well, I really hope they do. You're a great person. You're also a great person. I'm so glad we're mentally ill. So <laughs> I need to tell you a secret. I'm ready. So at Thanksgiving dinner, my family goes around the table and they say what they're thankful for. And I said, you. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. We don't do that in my family, but I am thankful for you because. But yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm thankful for my podcast host. My parents are like, you have a podcast. <laughs> they're like, what's a podcast? Yes, mom and dad. What's a podcast? How do I listen to it? I'm like, no. You're not listening to it. I know. I. But I was like, no, I'm like, I'm like, it's just been, it's good. It's been good since you've been here. And I feel like you give me more confidence in what I do. You're so good at it. But that's like, you know, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's just, it's because I can bounce ideas off of you. It is important. And And I never had that before. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to shoot in the dark and hope it lands. You also made me realize when I first started, because the job I worked before, I was always self-doubting and I got told I was asking stupid questions and it was just like very negative. And then I remember like the first month I was back, I was like, sorry, I have like kind of a dumb question. And you're like, there's no stupid questions. And I was like, there isn't any stupid questions because how are you supposed to learn? Yeah, it's just this is a good work environment. And I hope this podcast is bringing people joy. It brings me a lot of joy. It brings me a lot of joy. So and quite we, frankly, it's like, that's really, that's what we're I mean, yeah, I'm glad it brings other people joy, but it brings me joy and yeah, that's what matters. I, yeah. And you're still doing Inked for Three I Oaks. am doing Inked for Three Oaks. Can people pledge you online? They can't. Yes. Okay. They can either, they can do it online. Uh, we can do e-transfer directly to Three Oaks. Yes. Okay. Um, And then on anything over $20 gets a tax receipt. Woo, so if you would like to sponsor, sure. pledge, pledge your sponsor, Kay, in her three oaked, inked for three oaks, please yeah. DM us. Yeah, shoot us a DM and I will hook you guys up with all the info. I just need to take like, you know, mailing addresses and those types of things. Very official. It's very official. Or he who shall not be named sponsored me. Ooh. So thanks for that. He who shall not be named. Sponsor you too. And... Trying to think what else. I think that's really it. I don't have any. I think that's really, yeah. I think that's it too. Hopefully we'll have an episode for you next week. <laughs> Yelling at you. Uh, we will. We will. We will. Just teasing. Teasing. JK. JK. JK I love, you. love you. Okay. Bye.